need of a uh, <laughs> little bit of um, technology malfunction there, but whatever. Welcome into an episode of Crunch Time. I'm your host, Joe Hamilton, alongside Theo. How you doing, man? Doing all right, man. It's uh, not the great. Well, after last night, I'm not great. But after the weekend, I'm okay. I'm actually really good. And, you know, it's great to see uh, great to see you, Joe. Hopefully you had a great weekend. Look pretty dapper in them blue jackets. You and your pops. Happy birthday to pops! And uh, Thank you. Thank the you. was good. It was awesome. The wedding was beautiful. Um, the um, reception was awesome. Just, yeah. it was a good day all around. I'll say Chicken that. Fish. Um, actually, no, the roast beef. Oh, that jeep. Okay. Hey, roast beef. I had some. I think uh, cavatelli con broccoli. And it was really good, man. I mean, the food was really good. Nice. Good to hear. Good. Yeah. A little, horseradish, a little au jus on that roast beef or what? A um, little gravy. A little bit. That's the third choice. <laughs> okay, what's your first choice then? A horseradish, man, and then au jus. The classic au jus is the way to do the roast beef, man. Like, come on. I'd almost, really go I'd almost go barbecue sauce over gravy. Why? Because you've got the cheesesteak, man. Then you can go roast cheesesteak. Dude, come on. You like a good Philly cheesesteak? Dude, forget about it. You know, you can... <laughs> you ever been to Philly? No. You can have a good cheesesteak anywhere in the world now, man. But Philly's the... Got it. That's the next... That'll be me and... that'll be. That's a whole different story altogether, man. It really is. It really is. So, uh, the NHL season has started. Uh, we're a week in now. That's surprising. But um, what what are your biggest surprises? Um, I'll get to mine. But what are your biggest surprises to this point? What are your biggest storylines uh, heading into week two? You know, it's about teams coming. Like I've I've always said, Joe, when I've worked and talked to you, is that. Two points in game one and game two matter just as much as two points in game 81 and 82. And we're seeing teams that are coming out and not surprising, but guys and players and teams that are certainly performing right now the way they're supposed to. I mean, Austin Matthews, I'm not going to, I'll give credit where credit is due. You know, here's a guy that lifted his team twice uh, in the first two games with back to back Hatties. And now he is the leading goal scorer for the Toronto Maple Leafs in open in season openers with 12, I think. And he's done that in a short part of his career. It's phenomenal. Is he worth the 13 point whatever? I'm not going to go on biz nasties and say, yeah, he is. I'm not going to go that far. Number two, uh, very interesting to see how Edmonton, has not looked at its problems and they are already apparent. And it could be a rockier road for Edmonton this year than expected. I'm looking forward to, if we're airing this now, I'm looking forward to seeing how Winnipeg responds to their first game with Vancouver or uh, LA tonight on Tuesday night, because that's going to be the first time they see PLD. And that's the first time the Kings are going to be playing their old team, which should be interesting to watch. And then you got Vegas coming in as well. So, I mean, those are my big storylines there. And have I watched a lot of hockey? No. But I've watched enough to say that 
you know, certain teams are playing where they're expected. Certain teams have come out of the gate slow. Uh, but you know what? It's week one. But two points at the beginning mean just as much as two points at the end. As far as my singles blues go, though, like you, you brought up the Jets, so I'm going to go ahead with the blues here. Um, Jordan Bennington's been outstanding. I mean, uh, 60, I think it was 63 out of 65 possible saves. This dude's been unbelievable. You know, you can't expect him to play at this level all season long. I mean, it, but I really like with the Blues defense, I, I like the new scheme they're running. They're standing more, they're standing up more in the blue line. Um, they're deep, yeah, defensemen not backing in. The biggest thing I'm going to say for the Blues is that you need your forwards to be, to be uh, buying in defensively. Meaning, you need guys like Jordan Cairo, Robert Thomas. Yes, I put those guys under a microscope because you're making the most money on the team. You're making the most money on the team. And uh, look, you want to earn that cash? Play some defense. And I don't know. I'm not going to read much into this, but there was a skirmish with Cairo and Sh- uh, Captain Shen. Maybe he's not buying in all the way. Maybe that will get him to buy in a little bit more. Because you need a better defensive scheme. Your your defense last year was at the bottom of the league. Okay? So, um, goal scoring. I know you say not to worry about it, Theo. It's only two games. They're not exactly lighting the world on fire scoring goals. Not, and they're not even scoring scoring two and three goals a game it's like one or two granted it's two games i get it theo but what have you told what have you said theo you can't afford to get off to a rough start in october you can't you can't do it how do you do that theo you score more goals and you stop uh you stop more pucks than you let in that's what happens we're getting the goaltending there's not the goal scoring yet i i expect that to come and the power play, as I hear the peanut gallery in the background, there is no power play at all. I think they're 0 for 8 the first two games on the power play. That's 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 awful, Theo. Yeah. You, you need teams like this to start well on, on the power play. I, I don't so know, look, look at the points you've all brought up, Joe. You've brought up over the last so, – You've brought up hot goaltending. Check that one. You've brought up the fact that your two stars aren't playing 200-foot game. The jury is still out on that. I mean, like you said, you're not going to be too much in the skirmish between Captain and Kairou. You know how I feel about Jordan Kairou. I've never thought of him to be an $8 million player. I think he's well overhyped and well overpriced as far as I'm concerned. The only part of his game that is decent is he has a tremendous release when he has it, and he's got speed. Other than that, the rest of his game is porous. Robert Thomas up the middle. He is supposed to be the next coming of Captain O'Reilly. Will that happen? In, I don't see that right now, but maybe in year three or four of his contract, perhaps. And with Shane's tut- Shen's tutelage, he might become the next captain apparent. That I can see. The fact that you bring up the defense, yeah. I mean, they've got a bit of an identity reclaimed because, yes, they have been very uh, – very unexpectedly dropping back behind them below the dots, allowing Bennington to basically bail them out every single time that they get a rush into their D zone. 
So to see them and mention the fact that they are playing a little more up is promising. You win games from the back end. Let's be honest. I mean, if you have a solid defense, you that's a great place to start. And Baruby likes defense. And if he likes the defense and he continues with that strategy, you're going to – yeah, you're not going to see slumps happen overnight or slumps occur overnight or be fixed overnight. But you know what? That's a good start. And I would rather have good goaltending and great defense than a 63 out of 65 save percentage, unlike my Winnipeg Jets who have allowed 10 goals in the first two games but have scored 10 goals in the first two games is a bit of a mountain and valley philosophy where, yeah, you have free reign, but Rick Bonus does not want to play free reign hockey. He wants to tighten the ship up. You know, he enjoys seeing his offense scoring six, doesn't like seeing Hellebuck play from his knees. That's been a big concern for him right now because, yeah, he is playing a little bit deep in his net. He is relying on his uh, – his fast action, his fast twitches to, you know, save pucks. He's just getting beaten. But thankfully, they're one and one right now. And I would rather take defense over offense. That's just the way I am. You know, and that seems to be what the Wolves are doing. Defense over offense. Uh, just hope you can score more than you let in, obviously. But they're also going to a shootout in the first two games. You can't be doing that. You, you need to find that, and it, it'll come, it'll come, but you need to find that skate and put it on the jugular before overtime. You don't want to give your fans brain aneurysms by game 20 because you're always in overtime. Nope. nope. I mean, beer sales will go up. I mean, that'd be good for the team, but <laughs> it's not always a uh, product of winning, that's for sure. Great hockey. But not always a product of winning. Um, so I don't know why Canadians, and maybe you can help me understand this, Theo. I don't know why Canadians, especially Montreal or no, uh, Toronto Maple Leaf fans, care about their damn goal song. I don't know if you've seen any of this, Theo. Just bring, yeah, bring back, uh, <laughs> bring back no, Hall and Oates, man. No, don't bring back Hall and Oates. Don't. You've. You've butchered a classic song by overplaying it and hyping it. I mean, I think of like goal, like when I think of goal songs, like when like we released, they had not goal songs, but they had coming out tunes for the opening night in the Jets versus the Panthers. And I'm looking at this roster of songs, and it's just all over the map, from country to hip hop to classic rock to you know, almost like lullabies. And these players are skating out to it. And I'm like, I got to find a different channel. I can't watch this anymore. This is garbage. So I flicked the channel off until the game started. Goal scoring, uh, goal songs are, I think, something for the fans to enjoy uh, during a live event. For those that are watching on TV, I could care less. The only one that bothered me the most was that Team Canada goal song, Hey Ho. I want to know, will you be my girl? It just it made no sense as a goal song when Team Canada scored 14 against Germany or whatever. Just shut up. Yeah, yeah like that. Like watching a game against Germany, uh, Germany 
when you're watching Team Canada, yeah, you're you're gonna get tired of that song, and they kind of butchered that um song really because the original was in one of my favorite movies of all time, and then oh, they go and butcher it, fucking Dirty Dancing. Oh, yeah. All right, nobody could. They ruined. They ruined that song. Okay. With that, I'm sorry, I had to say it, but. I'm I'm really excited. Hockey's back on ESPN. Hockey's back on uh, TNT. Actually, and everything's on Max now. <laughs> so Bleacher Report is now on Max for a limited time. Then you have to spend ten bucks for your uh, on top of your Max subscription. Do you think? And this is something I know I didn't discuss with you before, but do you think some of these? Streaming platforms are pricing themselves out. Well, look at the big ones. The big ones, I don't see stream. Like I, we now have a lot of streaming devices here in Canada, and I mean TSN Plus and Sports are the big sports ones. But we don't have access to things like Hulu. We have limited access to DAZN. Uh, we don't have ESPN Plus. I mean, you have Crackle. Garbage. <laughs> Part of it, part of this stuff, part of the streaming services, I feel is that, you know, and it's unfortunate because when you have a streaming device, it is so new technology to a lot of individuals that they just can't be bothered. I get they want to get the new generations, they want to get the younger kids, and they want to give them the access, but you're excluding like with including all of the streaming devices and streaming services you're excluding cable programming and there's no happy medium here because companies like i mean 10 15 years ago cbc hockey in canada was classic you could have you know you knew on saturday nights or on sunday afternoons you had your double headers you had all the highlights you wanted. You had a good color commentary. You had good panel, including our boy Don Cherry. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to miss Don Cherry. I miss Don Cherry. You know, he's 80-something years old, living well, enjoying life, eating turkey dinners on Thanksgiving. But let's be honest. We are in, a, we are in an age where, you know, you get ashamed or your opinion can become offensive. And, yeah, some things we say here become offensive. Some things we hear become offensive, but isn't that why they're on a panel? Isn't that why we feel that what they say is what they want to? And if we don't agree with it, we can just change a channel. Well, you can't change a streaming service. And so that's where the big bucks is going. Uh, where I'm getting at is you're excluding the general pop from enjoying a good, clean hockey game regardless of color commentary and by not showing those games more regular for those that don't have the streaming service are finding other things to watch. And I, I don't, I'm, I'm still trying to find or buy into this streaming stuff because I'm not quite there. I don't have to for all the time, but if it was there and I knew I was having dinner and the game was on, yeah, I'm going to watch it. Sure. Like I'm happy to say that Fox and CBS and you know ABC when they show their Sunday night or their Monday night or the baseball that's on right now, I'm happy because I don't have to go searching for it. It's there. It's good. I'm happy. 
I don't want to be having to search for my Chargers game that's on some weird streaming service channel on a Thursday night because I don't have Amazon Prime. Yeah, for a while there, it was like the first couple of weeks, Fox and DirecTV were having issues of the NFL, like first couple of weeks of the NFL season. The first week, I had to go watch the Packers and Bears at a sports bar. I mean, yeah. I'm not mad about that, but it would be nice not to have to spend money to watch my favorite team play. That's, that's, what, that's the drive now, though, Joe. This is the entertainment, the last... I mean, that's, that's the entertainment thing is it's saying, okay, instead of taking the regular relaxing Sunday to sit at home on your couch and do that, they are now trying to make this, hey, you're not going to the Packers game, but let's still try to make it an event for you to go somewhere to watch the game. You know, that's why when you see NFL Sunday ticket packets on YouTube that are in $300, $400 a year now. 500 It's insane. It's crazy. And for the amount that, like, and this is the thing, for, let's be honest, like, people don't have that amount of money for a service to be that accessible. Sorry. <coughs> people thought Sunday Ticket at 130 bucks on DirecTV was incredible. Now you got $450, $500 price tags? Forget about it. No, no, sorry, not doing it. <laughs> I mean, I, I I live in a part of the uh, the U.S. where you have have the Packer game each week, so that helps. You know, I at least have my Packer game each week. Um, that's all I really care about. I can watch highlights of other games and the Sunday night game and the Monday night game, and something either Channel Two or Channel Four will have a. Double header, so I can watch football all day. Whatever, I don't need to watch every game because, frankly, I I, I can't pay attention that much. <laughs> I can't I can't pay attention to that many things at once. I can't do it. I can't either. I have a life. I have things to do. Exactly. I mean, think people have things to do, and if you really want people to get Sunday ticket, YouTube. Uh, maybe not charge five hundred dollars for the year. Uh, maybe charge, maybe do what Directv is doing. Yeah, I mean, uh, you got to make your money. I get it, but that's almost gouging people. If the if the NFL can make upwards of ten billion dollars this year, they don't need to be charging that for a streaming service. Exactly, exactly, and they can convert their all their fields to grass fields. Uh, I knew you were but, going to there. I knew you were going to go there. I knew it. You Packers, Aaron Rodgers fan, you. <laughs> I mean, um, aren't they right though? I mean, come on, you're making so much money. You're making money I, hand over fist. You know, I'm player safety, and that question, and the results of. Uh, Hours of research that's going to go on over the next couple of months over the last decade of injuries is going to show a direct relationship between a crappy surface and increase in injuries in players in the NFL. Absolutely. And there is a reason why FIFA and all the, you know, football premiership leagues around the world have agreed to have regular grass fields, turfs, as opposed to artificials. But the big thing, and, I, and I, I'm not saying I'm not playing devil's advocate or anything like that, but every time you go watch a game that goes overseas, 
in England or Germany, wherever it's being played, and you see the field after 60 minutes of football play, American football play, compared to soccer, 300-pound guys destroy natural turfs. Destroy them. Gives uh, the grounds crew a lot of work to do, which they get paid for. So why don't you you know what? That's exactly it. You know, when my dad, before he passed, God rest his soul, if you have a chance, buy dirt. Well, you know what, NFL, buy grass. I don't mean the stuff you can smoke. I mean the stuff you play on the field. Let's get it up. Let's start breeding it. Let's start making it a go. Because quite frankly, uh, you will be helping these players for the long run. If you want to take care of your investment, maybe that's the other thing too. Maybe they realize, hey, you know what? Running backs are a dime a dozen. Quarterbacks are a dime a dozen. Offensive linemen, eh, they're a bit harder to find. But there's still lots of them. We'll just put in the next one. We'll just put in the next one. And if he goes down, we'll put in the next one. Well, that means you don't really care for the player's safety or the player yeah. in, uh, taking being taken care of the player. You're taking care of your own wallet. You're taking care of your own team. Tell Jerry Jones in the house that Jerry built he's got to put a natural grass turf in. See what he says at 82 or 81. There's your answer. I mean, I can't, I can't rebuttal that because you're right. They, yeah. uh, the NFL. I've always questioned if they really cared about their players, and now I know they really don't. Um, that's and that's pretty damn sad, if you ask me. Uh, so since we're on the NFL topic here, let's do some picks, shall we? Before we go to uh, Jaguars, before we go to picks, go ahead. I'm sorry. This is my retort after last night's game. And I'm very here very we go. Sickened. I'm very sickened. I'm to the point that I can only have coffee for dinner tonight. The LA Chargers need to do something what? with their staff. The LA Chargers need to fix their coaching staff. And yeah. they need to because after a bye week, you had one job and you couldn't get that job done. Even with the f- former OC in your pocket. And a head coach was supposed to be a defensive coaching guru who has the league's worst yards against for a defense and gets torn up by the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I'm speechless. The fact that we had the same number of wins as the Green Bay Packers, the Minnesota Vikings, we are only one win up on the LA Raiders. I think we're even tied for the with the Las Vegas Raiders. Sorry, um, is I'm speechless. I don't know. I, I to the point that I have no Chargers on my fantasy team anymore because of this. It's Theo. Here, here's the thing, Theo. I mean, at least you're not the Broncos. Okay, the Broncos are getting rid of their defensive power plays and getting rid of their defensive players. Russell Wilson has one offensive player to play with him in Jerry Judy, who probably will get traded before Halloween's trade deadline. Russell Wilson himself, as I know you talk about the Broncos, Russell Wilson, if Kirk Cousins, now, this is not because the Jets won last weekend, 
Maybe it's not the biggest of big deals. But why is Russell Wilson, because of his contract now, I know, isn't being considered for a New York Jets job? Because he would be phenomenal in the green and white as opposed to Bronco colors. Prove me wrong. Here's a quarterback after, before last Sunday, was the fourth best QBR in the NFL with an offense that he was running like that. And you don't think he could be a better, do a better job with the Jets right now over Kirk Cousins? I mean, I get Kirk Cousins on a year end contract, the rest of years, but Russell Wilson would be looking very good in the New York Jets colors if they wanted to try that experiment out. Yeah. We are. We already know the Denver Broncos are going to go in and uh, rebuild. So, yeah, I think that's that's coming. That's coming. You have, you have six picks next year. Or two years, sorry. Because of how much you've destroyed your farm system for getting Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. So, you and I even said after last, before the first year, before last season even started. Who is Russell Wilson going to throw the ball to? Because you traded all the good players that he had to work with, except for Judy. Well, the Broncos look just like the Bears. And let's get to this week's picks because I have to. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Let's. Hey, at least we're not talking about your your uh, your team anymore. Um, you got the Jaguars and Saints on Thursday night football only on Prime. You know what, Trevor Lawrence a bit banged up, but Travis Etienne over the last three weeks has really become the stalwart running back that we've expected to see. Would you agree? I mean, yeah, I would agree on that. He's a guy that's been the outlet, but also kind of like a option one to option three for TL. And it's worked out well for the Jags. I mean, they're winning in England. They're winning at home. Uh, I like what they're doing. I don't think – I mean, New Orleans, New Orleans is a good team, but not as good as Jacksonville. Jack, Jacksonville's on the go, and I'm going to take them on Thursday. Okay. I got uh, I got New Orleans because they're at home. You okay. always got to – I want to take the home team here. Um, Falcons, Buccaneers. Trevor Lawrence also hasn't won in New Orleans, even in his years in club. Ooh, yeah, that's that's another good stat. Yeah, he's never won in New Orleans. So, Falcons, Buccaneers. I mean, I liked what Bijan and Pitts were finally doing with Ritter last week. I'd like to see them continue on with that. Uh I don't know what Baker's doing in Bucks, Bucks land. Uh, uh, Baker Mayfield looked absolutely horrible on Sunday. Yeah. It, it surprised me. It didn't surprise me. Maybe it was the old colors. He wasn't good in Cleveland. People overrated him just because he got a win. They opened all the beer coolers. They overrated him in Cleveland. Okay. What, do you disagree with me? I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm saying that I'm not saying that he's not overrated, but you know he he throws a great ball. Baker Mayfield still throws a above average ball. Is it accurate? I'm not going to go into the accuracy part of things, but his ball is throwing pretty good. I'm still going to take the Falcons to beat the Bucks, though. I'll take the Falcons as well, even though the Falcons are on the road in this one. I'm I don't trust Baker Mayfield. I say that a lot with a lot of players, especially Baker Mayfield. So I'm going to go Falcons. Uh, Raiders and Bears. You know what? 
No, we gotta make a pick, Theo. No, don't do this. I'm taking the Raiders. I, I hate. I'll, I'll take the Raiders as well. Um, you, you got Fields on your roster? No, no, I dumped him after Week One after that debacle against the Packers. I mean, that was awful. Huh? And plus, he has nothing to throw to, or nothing. You only do so much, Theo. So yeah, I'm. I no. Uh, Browns and Colts. You know. Huh. You tell me that defense didn't surprise San Francisco. And now that Indianapolis is going with the uh, Gardner Minshew experiment, because that's what they have to do. And yeah, because um, Richardson's out for the year. Well, not, is it the, did they call him well, up for the years? They, they, they put him on IR, but there's a chance he's out for the year. They might sit they might take that experiment off the books. I agree. And Cleveland, I mean, Cleveland, that defense is, uh, how do I say it, suffocating. Well, that defense can only go so far, Theo. And I want to see what Deshaun Watson can cook on offense because that defense can only go so far. I only I know this is a St. Louis Rams fan. The St. Louis Rams defense, granted, they were terrible on offense. They had a really good defense through my life. At least when I when they started being terrible to when they left, their defense was always Maybe middle of the. I mean, they were not bad, but the problem is they were always on the field. Now, can Deshaun Watson do enough where the Browns' defense isn't always on the field? That's going to be the question. The Browns' offense last last week was being led by a third string quarterback and beat the best team in the NFC. But Theo, again, if if Watson's out, they came in and played smash mouth defense. Okay, McCaffrey got hurt. Debo got hurt. Okay, they kept plugging that team. And Shanahan didn't come with an answer. And Cleveland won that game. And Cleveland can do it again. And I know they'll do it again on Sunday easily. Yeah, so I'm going to go Cleveland. I'll go Cleveland because, you know, it's tough losing your starting quarterback in in Indianapolis. So I'm going to go Cleveland. Even though Taylor's back? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Taylor's going to run much. I mean, he's going to have to run, but he's not going to get over 100 yards. No, he's not. Uh, Commanders and Giants. Can we call this the Tim Hortons game of the week, or should we pass on that for now? If there's any more, then we can do it then. Let's put it on the perhaps list. Yeah. I think this is the worst game of the week. So, yeah, let's just put the Tim Hortons special. Um Commanders, Giants, I got to go Commanders. The Giants just look absolutely awful. And nice. Monday night, and Monday night, they absolutely pissed me off as a football fan. You're on the one-yard line, close to winning that game, yet you freaking throw the ball. You have Saquon Barkley, yet you threw the freaking ball. I do not understand your logic there. I don't. That's a play taken out of the uh, Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson. I got Marshawn Lynch in the backfield against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Enough said. I mean, I'm sorry, Theo. That was uh, when when that happened. Me and my dad were sitting in the living room. I went in my room and started relaxing, trying to go to bed right away because, or even playing a video game, trying to get my mind off that. That was awful. As a as a football fan, that was awful. And whoever decided to do that should be fired. Oh. On the spot. No, 
You do not do that from the one-yard line. Push Taylor in. By God. Do something other than throw the ball in the one-yard line. Yeah. Sorry. So I'm going to go Commanders by a large margin because I can't stand the Giants. And what they did yesterday, well, what they did Monday night, Made it even made it even easier to hate this team. Sure. Okay. So, um, Lions and Ravens. This ought to be a very good game here. Yeah, I mean, Baltimore. Where do you want to go first? In Baltimore, uh, needs they need to win. They they won last weekend, didn't they? So they got to keep going because. They have to still avenge that Pittsburgh loss. Not that they're playing the Steelers, but they're playing a defense that's a bona fide defense. And Campbell's got that team firing on offense and defense in Detroit. They're five and one. They've got a three-game lead. Three-game lead in their division. You wouldn't have said that after six games, after six weeks either. But they're running away with that division. I like the confidence. I like the swagger. And it is not arrogant. At the same time, though, when are we going to see offensive – when are we going to see wide receivers for Baltimore finally do their thing? I mean, Bateman and Beckham Jr. are starting to move a little bit. But Lamar and Andrews are still running that show in Baltimore. And I don't know how much longer it's going to last – uh, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be the best. I think it's gonna be one of the better games on Sunday. But I'm gonna take the Lions. Oh, on on the road. I'm gonna take the Lions on the road too. That's that's gonna be a fun game to watch. I I can't wait to see what the uh, spread's gonna be on that. I don't. I was watching earlier today. I don't know what the spread was. I couldn't remember. Uh, one half. Here's another one. At least one half of a Tim Horton special. Bills and Patriots. And if I were the Buffalo Bills right now, I'd be pissed off. I don't care if you just beat the Giants or not. You didn't look good. I'd go in. I'd go into New England pissed off. You just barely beat the Giants at home. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Just this should be a blowout by 20. At least. Yeah. So, I'm going to go Bills. Um, Cardinals and Seahawks. You know what? Division game uh, brings out the best of them. The Cardinals probably will surprise them in the first half, but I think Seattle hasn't played overly great football, but I think Seattle might pull this one off. I'm going to take Seattle. I'm going to take Seattle too, uh, just because. Yeah, um, it's in Seattle, and it's a difference maker playing there. Um, you have the Steelers and Rams. Oh, tell me, Cooper Cup doesn't make you want to say ooh la la in Los Angeles right now because two games in, he's got two hundred and sixty something yards in in receiving. Uh, Matt Stafford is so happy not only that he has Cooper Cup back. But he's got his two rookies still catching mad balls. Three, three fantastic receivers for Los Angeles. And they just re-signed a couple of running backs because Cam Akers isn't doing the greatest. 
Sean McVay's got a bit of a problem, and it's a good problem. Not spreading one football around between four or five weapons. I'm going to take the Rams. I'll take the Rams, too. I, I really like what Cooper Cup's doing, and Matthew Stafford's still got it. So, um, Steelers are getting there, but they're not there yet. Uh, Chargers, Chiefs. You know... <laughs> see like the reason why and this is an arrowhead right um, yes or is this, it's an arrowhead. So that's why i asked you would you go to arrowhead for a game and i don't know if you'd wear baby blues with me but i you know i would have to support my Chiefs still if i or his chargers in chief's land uh i don't unless maybe because it's a short week for the chargers i don't know but I tell you, they they got to catch Kansas City snoozing. And, I mean, Kansas City's chomping at the bit. I mean. Yeah. And just a little – go ahead. I mean, if they win this game, they'll be up three, four games just like Detroit in their division. So, yeah, I don't – I mean, it's not going to be easy for the Chargers to beat the Kansas City Chiefs in an away game. Well, Theo, the one thing that the Chargers hope doesn't happen. I mean, you already heard Patrick Mahomes say he hasn't been playing the best football yet. No. And if he starts playing that best football, it's going to be a long afternoon for the Chargers. The Chargers, you, have zero, the Chargers have zero answer on defense after the second line of defense and the linebackers for – Speed. So there goes Pacheco. There goes Scantling. There goes um, there's one other guy I'm forgetting. And the way Travis Kelsey plays with Patrick Mahomes, he'll find every hole possible. You could double team Travis Kelsey. You could even throw all the Swifties out there that wear Charger blue. They're still going to get close to 400 yards in offense against LA. It's just going to happen. Greatest news that could come out of this game is that Brandon Staley gets fired. Somehow I don't see that happening. But, yeah, I'm going to go Chiefs. Can't even bet with my heart. <laughs> I know you're not – you can't even bet with your heart on this one. I get it. So, Chiefs, Chiefs. Uh, Packers, Broncos. If the Packers don't blow out the Broncos – I mean, I know the Packers aren't exactly what they were with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they're building towards something. I get that. Well, but Green Bay has they, to do here. Green Bay has to take care of the business. Broncos are a special kind of bad. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, Green Bay's got to take care of business. They have to play good defense as well as offense, and they need to, you know, show. They need to show that the writing of the ship is there. And I think I think Denver is going to be another one in the dust there. They're going to get another loss in the call. Yep, I'm going to go Packers too. Not just betting with my heart. I just – and you have to beat the damn Broncos. I don't care if you are in uh, mile high. 
Um, Dolphins, Dolphins, Eagles Sunday night. You or you want to talk about Tim Horton special? This is the exact opposite of a Tim Horton special. Um, this is going to probably be the best game of the weekend. Um, maybe just maybe a Super Bowl preview. Maybe. I I can't believe I'm even saying that, but that's how good this Dolphin team has looked. And the Eagles are hanging in there uh, without a quarterback. He's not playing well either. They're hanging in there with a Jalen Hurts who's not hit his top level yet. So this is going to be fun. Who do you got, Theo? Uh, you know, you got the track meet in the offense, Dolphins, versus uh, a defense that was a little bit riddled with uh, injuries last weekend. We also lost to the Jets. So, I mean, that is going to be the rebound for the Eagles. And we saw how Buffalo rebounded against the Dolphins already. This might be another issue where the Dolphins get into a vengeful game and Philadelphia is going to you know, unleash a beast against Miami. Having that said, uh, I hope that offensive line for Miami protects Tua because watching Miami play with Tua has been something special these first five or six weeks. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting game. I think Miami can give Philadelphia their second loss of the season. I'm going to go Dolphins in this one, too, over the Eagles. I just, I, I like what the Dolphins are cooking, man. I really do. Um, uh, Monday night, you got the 49ers and Vikings. Who saw the Vikings being this bad early on? You know, they've just been on the bad side of a couple of one-scoring loss games. And, you know, it's... You're waiting to see Kirk Cousins starting to click. You're waiting for that to happen. Yes, he's throwing the ball like mad. Yes, he's getting crazy yards. But we haven't seen that that Burrow-Jamar chase game out of Jefferson and Cousins yet. Maybe that happens on Monday night because they are playing at home. We'll see. That should be a fun game to watch. Um, but uh, Theo... Before we get out of here, I got to touch on baseball because I, for one, didn't see the ALCS being 2-0 at this point. No. And if I did, it would have to be Houston at home. But no, Texas won both in Minute Maid. Yep. I don't know. Is this this what's – is more of this to come in this series or you think – Houston wakes up at all. I mean, it. they got to go play in Arlington. Granted, they're probably going to have a, a cheering section of their own being not far from Houston. You think this is the death nail for the uh, Houston Astros? Two great managers. Two teams that are built second season baseball. Two great pitching rotations. Um, I thought I was going to give the edge to Houston with the bats, but they've been silent. Um, Texas has come in and are they riding high? You know, the Rangers are riding high and they're doing great work. Uh, it's going to be hard to come back after a 2 0 
uh, deficit. Um, but maybe Dusty Baker's got some tricks up his sleeves. I don't know. They're there for a reason. Like they have been a perennial ALCS World Series caliber team for the last five years. Uh, and there's a reason why they're there. So I'm not saying they're out completely, but uh, they still got a shot. I, I, I'm I just shocked. I mean, from Valdez came in yesterday and pitched, and he, he was terrible. Let's just put it that way. He was terrible. Um, they were swinging early off of him, which that was the biggest game plan. I've noticed off of some of these pitchers in the postseason, I saw it with Zach Allen yesterday and, and Kyle Schwarber. These guys are up there swinging. These guys aren't waiting for two ball, three ball counts and working counts anymore. They're just up there swinging. Yeah. No, they're, uh, they're realizing that, you know, they don't have to wait for the fourth or sixth inning either after seeing the pitcher second or third time, because you know what? They're not going to see them the way the analytics are showing. And let's be, you know, think about this one, Joe. I mean, when you think about fastball pitchers, they're going to go to the fastball. Well, Kyle Schwarber loves 98-mile-an-hour pitches. Bryce Harper loves 98-million-an-hour pitches. Let's see what happens. Let's see where it goes. We shall see, man, because I'm I'm excited to see what games three and four have in store for that Houston series and what game two tonight has, well, on Tuesday – has in store for the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks because they did come back yesterday. So they're not afraid to play in that park. Nope. thing is, they can't get down early. If you get down early, you're done. You're done. I don't care if you do come back and almost tie it up. You're, you're not going to win that game. No, you, know, you can't play. Come... Go ahead. You know, we haven't seen the comebacks like we've had in recent years. And I think we haven't seen them because once you're down, you're down, and you gotta you gotta move. Like baseball is one of those finicky things where you know, yeah, you could be down four nothing, but you can come back and win six five because it's nine innings of ball. That's that is where I'm missing the excitement of baseball. Maybe that's why I'm not watching it because when I see a team going up four zero or six zero. I don't see the comeback bells ringing. And we haven't seen that all playoff run this year. Maybe that's why I'm just not into it right now. I get it. I totally get it. So, uh, Theo, before we get out of here, do you have a, a theory? or? Yeah, I mean, I did. And I was going to switch it up on you, but I'll keep it the same. Uh, I'm looking at, you know, the power of the player. The power. I'm going to call us football. I'm going to call us sports here. I know I like talking a little bit more about this. I look at what name, image, and likeness has done in the positive and in the negative, and how much importance it is for five-star players coming out of college ball. And the one question, or the one issue I have, is that you work your butts off for one, for two, three years in college ball. You have an opportunity to finally make it to the bigs. 
and you ask yourself that question, is it worth it to be the first draft pick overall? Or do you stay in college ball one more year, collect almost the same amount of money you do in endorsement deals through NIL, and now potentially becoming an employee of the NCAA? And you take that route over going to the show and getting your guaranteed deal and knowing you finally made it. Now, I know the biggest caveat here is, well, what if I get injured playing my last year of college ball? Or what if things don't go right and I still don't get drafted first overall? What if I get a Heisman in my second or my third year, but I don't get it in my fourth? All of those questions come into play. And basketball and football are not the same sport. But I comment and I question and I'm concerned with the fact that if you do decide to stay an extra year of college ball, please do it for the right reasons. And one of those reasons is being to finally graduate with a degree because there is life after the sport you play. There is. I mean, some go right into their field and some take another field after they've taken a field. It, it, it's weird saying it that way. I get it. But, you know, I've seen baseball players have different careers. It's just, it happens. Football players having different careers. It ha- I mean, look at Michael Strahan. Yes, he's on NFL. He's on fire, NFL and Fox, but he did a show with Kelly Ripa. I mean, come on now. So, just stay in school, kids. <laughs> That's all oh, you had to say there, CEO. Just stay in. Before you go, big news of the week in terms of LA 28. Flag football is going to be in the Olympics, man. You can just take up some flag football, maybe make the team or what? I don't know, Theo. I mean, you're not a, con- you're not a contact. I'd love, I'd, lo- I'd love, to, I'd love to do that, and then you have, be on the Canadian team, and we can just be competitive. Oh, maybe we'll do it in Andy's room. How about that? <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, a flag football game broadcast from Andy's room, and Booger McFarland's gonna do pre, halftime, and post. Booger and Berman. I'm sorry, just. Just seeing Booger McFarland is absolutely hilarious in cartoon form. (laughs) I don't know. Again, I was talking to you about this before, but I don't know who I'd rather have in cartoon form, him or Darren Pang. Oh, boy, DP. That'd be interesting. Or or, or Charles Barkley. Yeah, Charles would be good too, yeah. Can't deny Charles. (laughs) Oh, for that matter, one more, Shaq. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, anybody in sports TV, hell, Ernie Johnson would be freaking hilarious in uh, cartoon form. If they, did, if they did the whole NBA on TNT panel, that'd be hilarious. That would be absolutely golden. Yeah. Golden. But, uh, Theo, thank you again. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, until next week, have a great rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe.